Hey, this episode of Fameless Last Words is brought to you by that time uh, that Greg socked Mike in the dick with a, with a flashlight. Uh, you deserved it. I did deserve it. You deserved it. You were I, I mean, it was a. <laughs> yes, I was littering. Okay, look. I'm <laughs> Come on. This episode of Fameless Last Words is brought to you by Greg's Environmentalism. That's right. Early in the in the history of, of Greg and Mike. The anals of Greg the, and Mike. The, <laughs> keep your anals out of this. Yes. <laughs> we had uh, we were doing a, a quick overnight on the sailboat. It was, I think, the first time that Rachel was able to join us. And the four of us yep. did some afternoon sailing. And then we found uh, a cove. Probably, was that Jewel? Probably Jewel. Yeah, probably, and, right? And uh, dropped anchor. We... As we did back in the day, we're probably having a having a few drinks. I was probably I'm sure I was drinking a Miller Lite. Yes, you uh, were. That's what just, you drank. That's what I drank. That's what your dad drank. That's what my dad drank. That's what I was you're just gonna, gonna drink. say. That's right. <laughs> Take after my old man. But, um, but you got to understand though. You introduced me to the, to Earth, Mother Earth, sailing on the crisp blue waters of right, Maine. Right. Right. Well, so here we are. We're, we're dropped anchor. You and I are up on the the bow of the, the sailboat and uh, making sure things are secure and kind of looking around the, the harbor and enjoying its peacefulness. You had a flashlight in your hand. I had a beer in my hand and I cracked it open. And, you know, yes, this, this, was, this was wrong of me. Uh, no excuses. But I took my bottle, bottle cap, cap <laughs> and put it on my hands and, you know, you kind of snap your fingers and see how far you can shoot it. And I did that, and I shot it into the water. And you immediately took your flashlight and whacked me in the <laughs> dick with it and said, Hey, don't do that. That's littering. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Smokey the bear has got nothing on me. That's right. And my dick hurts now. <laughs> but I deserved it. So anyway... Um, again, this episode brought to you by Greg's Environmentalism. So I think that it's time to talk about flying the chute. <laughs> I can or, hear. <laughs> I can hear. hear the, the photographer. <laughs> the photographer's in the, laughing. In the background. I think she had some experience not flying the yeah. chute. So for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Mike's exploits on the, uh, the yacht Many Miles, <laughs> we spent, I think we talked about it... Uh, Last time that we, you know, how we got together and spent that whole summer pretty much weekends or just during the week too, just, just playing, right? Just playing yeah. on the boat, getting out Absolutely. there, sailing, enjoying everything. And <laughs> I still, I mean, I guess I understand your thought process, but Angela and I, we wanted so badly to fly the chute. And for those land lovers out there, basically it just means you take the great big Spinnaker. Spinnaker. <laughs> the big, big colorful thing that goes yeah. in the front of the boat. Okay, we're, we're kind of getting to the heart of, of my decision to, to, to not, not fly to the not chute. Wanna, to not want to do that. Like what, so. can, what can go wrong? You got this giant sail that's going to pull a boat that's 10,000 pounds through the ocean, a lot, not to mention with the rest of us, and it's got enough power behind it to do so, and yeah. you're only holding on to this three-point sail with two points. So the so you know the the spinnaker is a sail those big colorful ones right you, you don't have to know about sailing you've I'm sure everybody has seen a picture of a, a sailboat from the perspective of uh, 
the boat coming at you and it's got a big giant colorful sail in the front of it and it's for sailing pretty much downwind kind of a a, almost dead downwind or you know maybe a little off the stern quarter of the boat but they're a big like you you said they're a big huge huge sail it's a whopper it involves a spinnaker pole and uh this you know this is back in the, the 90s no youtube or anything like that and angela and i bought this sailboat to live on and the only sailing lessons that we'd had or sailing experience was two weeks of lessons sailing a little 24 foot racing boats that was it that was it we took two weeks of sailing we learned how to sail on on some j24s and then went and bought a 38 foot sailboat that was 20 (laughs) some odd years old that needed some work and you know decided to to live on it so i mean we we, so cut you off right here had i known that that you had no freaking idea what the hell you were doing on this giant boat well no i mean (laughs) we were still gone yes i know you would have we we knew how to sail (laughs) wind Uh, 45 degrees yeah i mean we learned all the points of sail we we were comfortable with with all that it translated up but these little j boats you know they didn't have roller furlings and they didn't have all you know this equipment but and they certainly we didn't sail with spinnakers and spinnaker poles and and uh you know all that stuff so or with me or with you and yeah you and angela are in the i I would put you guys in the category of you know fuck it what could go wrong (laughs) sounds like fun let's do it and absolutely i'm super that wouldn't be prudent at this time i can think of 14 reasons why this would go wrong (laughs) fuck it (laughs) right here's a bear yeah so Pretty regularly, whenever we went out sailing, you would, you guys would want to fly the chute. Come on. It was like, come on, dad. Can we, can we please? please? And, um, and I just said no every single time for really for no good reason. Agreed. I think I was just worried about everything. Honestly, I didn't want to, I didn't want to rip the the sail that we never used. I mean, (laughs) let's let's dissect that. I didn't want to ruin this big giant expensive sale but why right. if well, you're never going to use, use it right exactly i was sure something catastrophic would happen with rigging up the spinnaker pole and it would kill somebody you have insurance for that and, and you didn't like me that much anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's not true uh, i just thought it was a i thought it was a riot to the point where angela and i were actually in cahoots towards the toward, towards the end of the season when you kept on saying no no. In the beginning, it was, well, you know, let's see. And now that I'm older, married for 21 years, I realize the maybe or, yeah, let's see how, how it works out means hell no. <laughs> so Angela and I kind of a little slow on the uptake. We realized that halfway through the season, the, well, let's see. And maybe if the weather's right and we'll see how the seas are. Sure. Always an excuse. Absolutely. Maybe. Then we realized halfway through, he's not going to do it. And his answer went from maybe to no. So then we changed tacts. We're like, okay, if we start him drinking early, <laughs> maybe we can make him make some really poor decisions. And I still didn't do it. And you still it. didn't do it. I don't know. I, I bet think it's your biggest regret. From the sailing standpoint of sailing and all of our experiences out there, it absolutely is something I wish that we had done. I mean, hindsight and looking back because we only had that boat for, I don't know, five years, you know, somewhere in that, yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. And we never did it. We, I never, we never sailed the boat with the spinnaker. 
And really it comes down to, I'd like to look back on it and think that I was the responsible one. You're the voice of reason. The voice of reason. I was the captain of- Captain, my captain. (laughs) But really, I think I was just a complete chicken shit. Yeah, chicken shit. (laughs) Captain. uh, Now, to be fair, my understanding of your, well, you had an experience sailing (laughs) prior to meeting us and it didn't instill a lot of confidence in me. About Nor should your, it have. Your, your sailing and decision making whilst <laughs> sailing something. Now it wasn't a big boat; it was a little catamaran, right? Yeah, the, the old banana boats, the fourteen foot cat, you know, the Hobie cats, the yellow ones. Yeah, and you bought that. That's what my wife tells me. Yeah, yeah I don't really remember <laughs> buying it, but I, I know it was in my yard at one point. Yeah, the um, well, you know me. I mean, didn't have a whole lot of. Uh, people around showing me how to do things so i just figured stuff out that's my saying to this day my boys how do i do this dad figure it out right yeah so i buy this catamaran and we lived down in south portland then over near willard beach and i'm like okay that can't can't be that hard so you were inspired to sail because you were by the water i'm inspired to sail and uh, i fell in love with the concept of sailing when i lived in key west never got on a sailboat down there but i just fell in love with the concept so I did what every person who knows, wants to know how to sail, and the first thing you must do, I got a little color book that said, this is a catch, this is a y'all. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that, can you tell me what the difference is between those? <laughs> uh, let me see. This is a big reach. A catch has the mass in front of the cockpit, or the helm, and the y'all has it after. There's two, right? Good, good job, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's uh the rudder post, but yeah, that's pretty huh? much the, the distinction. So see that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so I, I decided I'm going to teach myself to sail a catamaran because let's <laughs> way to it. kill a story, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> jump in and try, try to try to quiz you. God, I'm such a <laughs> <laughs> back to my banana boat. I, I can't, it can't be hard, right? I mean, you got two holes on a catamaran, so sure. how you can't sure. sink according to me. Sure. So I, I, I got a book. And read about how to sail a catamaran. Pretty straightforward. No problems. Yeah. Wind. Nah. Just what it, you know. 45 degrees. That's all you got to worry about, right? You either get the wind behind you, you can't go straight up into it, or you're in irons. You get locked without a jib. And I uh, decided to put the boat out there. I uh, just threw it at Willard Beach. <laughs> I get on it, push it out, and I'm standing there on the trampoline, and I'm trying to raise the, to raise the mast and uh, or the sail, the mast, trying to raise the sail and had no clue that you actually have a little nub there and you pull it down, you lock it in. So I'm basically just, the sail's like three quarters of the way up or almost all the way up and I'm just tying it off so I can't get it to stay there. And uh, that was the first problem. Now the wind catches it and my main sheet's already locked in and it's, it's not loose. So the wind just happens and I just take off. And then the other thing, I can't figure out why I can't turn. And it turns out, because after the fact I figured out, you got to put the rudders down. Yeah, they're flipped up. <laughs> yeah, they're up. The back. <laughs> so I'm trying to stir with the rudders straight back. My sail is freaking up there, okay. kind of, but not really. My main, my, my main sheet is, is just locked out, so I can't move the boom at all. And I, it was just, oh, my goodness. I'm just flying around. The wind is doing whatever it wants to do to me. And um, I kind of the wind dies down, I kind of figure it out. And now I've gotten from Willard Beach all the way across the shipping lane in Portland. And I'm, I got to that little island there and I, I couldn't. It's like House Island. Yeah, right House Island. I yeah. couldn't turn around, right? I mean, of course I couldn't. I have no, I have no jib. So you have, to, you have to jibe, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know this. So I, I sail, if you call it sailing, 
straight to House Island. I jump off the boat. I turn it around <laughs> and I get back on and figure, well, if it got me here, it'll get me back. And I can't stop. I can't turn. And if I try to turn, I get locked in iron, so I can't go anywhere. And the Scotia Prince is coming right through there. So the Scotia Prince is like a cruise ship, you know, basically. But this is, I mean, it was decades ago. Oh, and it was a long time ago. And it was probably decades old at that point. That would run from Portland to Nova Scotia, basically back and forth. Right, even like way a, before the cat, too. Right? Yeah, way yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. And it would do a 24-hour Portland to Nova Scotia and then, and then back kind of thing overnight and people would go on and it. you can gamble on there with yeah you could gamble waters, on right? there and you could put cars on there and and drive back and stuff angela and i did it for one of our our uh, i think 10th anniversary nice i always yeah. wanted to do it but i yeah. never did um because i got scared of it so i <laughs> it, it's coming through i'm coming back and i can I, I i only have a small little window to get back to the beach and i can't turn remember and here it is and it's coming right across my bow and i'm thinking okay no problem I'm not going fast at all. It's going to pass by. It'll be close. It's going to pass by. No problems at all. Of course, the wind picks up. The main sheet's still locked down, so I can't dump wind. And bong. You hit hit the Scotia Prince. You sailed into the side of the Scotia Prince with a catamaran. And and, And now, right now that I'm... Well, next week I'll finish my license for being a captain. And, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, if I had seen me then, um, now I know how dangerous that was. I mean, it was embarrassing to me, but I mean, that's dangerous. You yeah, know? I come sure. scraping down the Scotia Prince and the prop wash behind it and, and, and not bank suction, but the suction that occurs, sure. yeah. you know, coming through. And it's, it was a nightmare. And it was, I remember coming back in and getting it back into the beach and my knuckles were white. My wife's, you know, there, she sees the whole <clears> thing happen on the shore. I get the boat on the shore. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go read more. <laughs> I've just got to go read more. I'm going to figure this out. But that, yeah, that was my most, that was my embarrassing first voyage. Yeah. And I think you told us that story. One of those early days out sailing. So I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that had something to do with me. Not, not trusting me to, to, fl- fly, to, the fly, the, to fly the shoot. I don't know. No, I was a chicken shit. I'll, I'll own it. I'll totally own it. Yeah. I, 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 I do regret I it. it. Yeah, I I totally regret it. It would have been fun to do. We were out in our little boat uh, this past summer, and we were kind of weaving through what I think was probably some kind of sailing race where we <laughs> shouldn't have been, but they all had their shoots out. And Angela was like, "Look, honey, <laughs> they're all showing off. They're all yeah, they all know how to do it. That's right. They're all you calling know. you a chicken shit right so now. It's twenty uh, some odd years later, and I still I still hear about it." Maybe we'll just rent a sailboat just to fly the chute this summer. Yeah, yeah. Probably not, though. Probably not. No, we'll be too busy fishing. <laughs> Wouldn't if we, we did fly the chute and it rips and we'd lose the, the pole overboard. I'd look at you and have say, to huh, shell out. You, you were know. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Huh, who knew? Oh, that was uh, fun, though. We had a lot of good days on that boat. A lot of good days. First famous last words poll. Should we have flown the chute in 1997 or based on Greg's story of hitting the Scotia Prince with his catamaran? <laughs> in complete was, ignorance. In complete ignorance was Mike's decision the better, more prudent decision? I'd like to say that I'm going to bet we're going to get 67% of the responses will be in my favor. I think it will be much higher. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it'll be in the 90-something percent. 
and say that Mike had to stick up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you have, uh, you, you know you've got the the two percent of people who actually are sailors and or certified slash licensed boaters who are going to be on this listening for because they they don't know what this was and uh, <laughs> listening like that guy's an asshole. <laughs> What's he which, doing? Which one? That'd be me. All right. Well, yeah, that's so that's the uh, story on my my regret of, of not flying the, the shoot. There'll be more sailing stories, I'm sure. There will. Well, if not sailing stories, there'll be more boating stories for sure. Boating for sure. Absolutely. All right. We'll wrap this one up. We'll uh, we'll catch you all again with another story. Till the next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fameless Last Words. If you like what you just heard, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with your friends. That would be very helpful, and we'd appreciate it very much. Also, consider rating us or leaving a review. Who knows? We may feature your review on a future episode. If you'd like to contact us, send us an email at famelesslastwords at gmail.com. Fameless Last Words is recorded and produced by Mike Foley and Greg Thompson. We hope you had a good laugh and have a great day.